I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Incoy, call the show at 401-737-1287. 1037 WEEI, Southern New England's sports original. So one of the questions that people have been asking on the text line and elsewhere is, you know, is CBS going to show us the Tom Brady halftime ceremony or are they going to do what they normally do and play their commercial breaks at halftime and go to their halftime show in New York and stuff like that? My guess is they're going to do the latter. I mean, obviously, the commercial inventory pays the bills, number one. Yeah. Number two, I think they have to go to that halftime show for sponsorship reasons as well. I think you're just going to see little snippets of it. I, I, I don't think you're going to see the whole thing. You're going to gonna have to be at Gillette Stadium to see it in its entirety. I don't know what you know we're going to be doing uh, in terms of like what they're going to allow us to shoot. Yep. Um, hopefully, the entire ceremony, or we'll get that on, on tape. If we do, uh, I, I'll – myself or Ian will try to put it up on social media somewhere so people can see it. In its entirety? Yeah. yeah, hopefully. From, from what I YouTube understand, it's going to be streamed on the Pat's social that media. That would make sense, too. Yeah. The whole thing? Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that, there too. you go. That's the way to watch so it. So that's then, probably the, whole, the, the way. whole thing. Yeah, it stinks because you want to watch it on TV. Yeah. But, you know, with the NFL, it's not local television. Like, if this was – the Red Sox and Nesson, you know you're going to watch the whole thing because Nesson right. controls that. Right. If it's a national broadcast, CBS is going to go to all of its sponsors and whatnot. So you'll see snippets, I bet. Okay, back to the calls we go. 401-777-1037, the phone number. Chris is in Westerly. Good morning, Chris. You're next on Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, Chris. What's up, Chris? Uh, so I've got a quick question for you uh, and then a quick comment as well. So, uh, you know, I was listening earlier, and you guys were saying essentially the uh, the glass ceiling for the Patriots this year is going to be about a ten and seven. Uh, it it really isn't going to touch an eleven and six. Is there a record that the Patriots are going to have that's going to put Bill Belichick on a hotter seat than he already is? If we go like a a nine and you know a nine and eight or something along those lines, um, and then a quick comment as well, uh, big Rody fan. Uh, we're still in the process of the renovations this year. I, I work here in maintenance, um, yeah. and hopefully the um, I think they said they want to get the capacity up to around eighty five hundred to ten grand, uh, encapsulating both both ends of the uh, um, uh, the field area as well. So thanks for taking the call. Listen to the answer. So Chris, well, Chris, we're a quick question for you. Were, were you at the game yep. last night? I was. What was that atmosphere like? First Friday night game. It down looked there. awesome. It it was so to me. It almost reminded me of when, um, uh, almost when URI used to play, or they still do, but the, you know, a lot of the PC games at the Ryan Center. Yeah. It was just from the second they came onto the field to the second they came off, just full noise, the the loudest I've ever been there. So, um, you know, I think having them play against um, uh, you know Georgia last week, 
was a was a good kickstart to him. So we'll we'll see how the rest of the year goes. All right, Chris. I thanks thanks for the phone call. Uh, you know what? I, I thought it might be one of those electric atmosphere first ever Friday night game yeah, at right? Stadium, and I, I hearken back to. I was at the first night game ever at Brown Stadium when we hosted Harvard here yeah. in 2010, and that was just what an amazing electric a- atmosphere it was, and I would imagine it was very much the same because, you know, the students really come out for a game like that, and it, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear it was that good last night. I, I thought it would be, and it, by all accounts, it sounds like it was. And it looked great, and it I mean, they just – we've talked about it. You know, Coach Flem has really – He's really put together a, a great competitive program in the toughest league in FCS football. I mean, it is – people are behind it. They know that they can compete every year. And one of the best things, I think, coming out of last night is Coach Flem and his staff have recruited very well locally. And last night, uh, a kid from Classical that was a star here, high school talent, Marquise Buchanan, had another another touchdown. Yeah. He's got two touchdowns in two games. Like and, and Gabe Sloat's the guy that they're leaning on. He's from North Kingstown. Like their good local talent is going through that. Pro- they're doing it right, Scott. They're doing it right. Yeah. And you know when you keep bringing in talent like that, and you keep coaching those guys up, and the program continues to be successful, then you have a program, and that's what Rhodey has. Yep. And um, you know to see them, you know they were fun last night. I mean, yep. when you're scoring points like that, you have a good, experienced quarterback in Kasim Hill, like. I'm really I, 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 I think they're gonna break through to the FCS playoffs set this year and that is that is a tribute to the athletic program there and the patience that they had to build that program, invest in it and now they are what they are. Wow. And it's great. I've said it for the last four or five years. The credit goes to Jim Fleming. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, because we we've seen a lot of coaches come through there and, and good coaches and good guys. He has built that program from the ground up yeah. to the point where it is now a legitimate contending program in the CAA. Uh, the one final hump that they need to get over is can they win those important games late in the season to get, to get that one more win to get them into the uh, FCS playoffs, and I believe that will happen, and I think that might happen this year. I really do. Yeah, um, they look damn good last Yeah, night. and so, uh, you, you know, I, I give Jim Fleming all the credit in the world, all the Me credit too. in the world, what Me he's too. built down there. Well, and I, I say the patience thing, and I've said it before. I, I think, you know, uh, an athletic director like Thor Bjorn having the patience, knowing that you can't just jump – and go from coach to coach and whatever with the program. It needs time. You need to invest in it. You need to have a guy that you believe in. He's believed in Coach Fleming. He's giving him, given him that time, patience. They've built up the resources, and, yep. and here they are. And look at what Thor's had to do to, you know, try to get people to invest in not just football, but in all the programs down there. And now, you know, the football program's doing well. The women's basketball program's doing well. He gets Archie Miller to coach that men's basketball program. Like, you know, I give them all the credit. So, Chris and Westerly's other question was: Is there a number or a record that would put make Bill Belichick's seat even hotter than it already is, or a record that might put him in jeopardy of losing his job? And my answer to that would be: I think six wins or less, yeah, really puts the heat on Bill. Yeah, because I, that, that's my opinion. Right, because again, if you go if you go six and eleven, Scott, that's more than enough. It's going to take more than one season to break the Shula record. That's when you look at it and you say, how much is it worth me waiting around for Bill Belichick to break some record if we're not going in the right direction? Yep. You know, 9-8, and eight, they're not going to change coaches. 9-8, and eight, they're not going to change coaches because they're going to be right there on the cusp. Yep. 
you know, eight and nine. Uh, we'll see what what does it look like at eight and nine. Um, seven and ten, you're getting warmer, but definitely six wins or less. I I, I would put that that standard there too. Um, you know, as we're talking about records here, uh, Doug in Plymouth texted me, and and it's a good question. He's asked me this before, and I. I've had to ponder it a little bit, you know, because we've talked about records, Scott, but his question is, what constitutes a successful season for the Patriots? Uh, Great question. Uh, Does it have to be a playoff appearance? Not necessarily. First of all, I think we have to see significant progress from the offense. Yes. That, to me, is the most, the biggest indicator. And what do I mean by progress? Mac Jones has got to look good. Yep. Okay. Um you know, they, they, they have to be able to execute in the red zone, which they were horrendous at last year. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to see signs of them, like, just growing as an offense and, and being not just capable but productive on that side of the football where they haven't been. Right. You know, and they have to do that consistently. So if I see that and the end result is 9-8, and eight, I can live with that. I think so, too. I can. But if we go through a season where the offense can't convert in the red zone, they're turning it over, they're among the lower-scoring offenses in the National Football League and putting too much stress on their defense, and the record is, you know, 7-10, and 10, no, that's not good. No. That's not good. No, I, and I think, I think it's going to be less of a numbers thing to answer that question and more of a look thing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I think it's – it's going to be, okay, so they went 9-8, and eight, but, you know, the offense did this, that, and the other thing. This got – Demario Douglas looks like a future star in this offense. Uh, you know, the defense was able to hold this many teams to this – they won this game against the Eagles, and then they won this game against the Chiefs. And they won – you know, like, I, I think it's going to be less of a numbers thing, more of a look, you know, hang your hat on certain things – and if you feel like they're going in the right direction, you feel like this is a season to build off of, then I think that probably constitutes a successful season. Are you not concerned about Ramondre Stevenson? I guess he's mispracticed due to an illness, not, not injury. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully not. Hopefully it's a bug or something like that. I, yeah. I don't know. You never know with those things. Because um, to me, he's their biggest weapon on Oh, offense. yeah. They need him. I know. They really need him. Um you know, it's good to have Zeke in the house. And I, I said to you during the break, I think we're, we're talking about the red zone and, and more trying to be more successful there. I think the two guys that I look at in the red zone where I say, I think these guys can help. A healthy Mike Kosicki, I think he can help in the red zone. And I think Zeke Elliott can help in the red zone. If if not anything else, but I, I think, I tend to think Zeke still has some things left in the tank. Not as a number one feature, the Zeke, eating out of the cereal bowl, whatever, you know, <laughs> in Dallas. Yep. I think as a number two back, offsetting Ramondre Stevenson, I think this is a really good fit and role for him. But particularly, I think Zeke's impact will be really big. Five yards or less in from the goal line, because the guy, knock on wood, he takes care of the football. Yeah. He's very good in terms of ball security. The two things I worry about, both from the wide receiver standpoint, are this. Number one, do they have a wide receiver with the deep speed that that can keep safeties out of the box and keep them honest? Okay, yep. number one, where and 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 prevent teams from playing a lot of press man coverage because you're worried about a guy, you know, just beating you deep, right? Tyquan Thornton was supposed to be that guy. He's starting the season on IR. Okay. Yep. 
So do they have somebody that can fill that role, number one? Number two, do they have somebody that can get open in tight windows? And I'm, I was hoping Demario Douglas could be that guy. Now, maybe it's too much too soon. Maybe he's not quite ready, but he flashed during the preseason. Yeah. Um, because I'm with you. I want to see this Patriots offense go back to the early days of Tom Brady, death by a thousand cuts, quick game, and just, you know, kill him with the quick game, right? Just yep. have Mac get rid of the football into the hands of his receivers, into the hands of his running backs, into the hands of his tight ends quickly. But the problem is I think they, they'd like to do that and they've tried to do that. I think other teams know that. And that's why they've been playing up on them defensively. You have to have guys that show the ability to get open, like a Julian Edelman, like a Wes Welker. You need a guy that, despite that type of coverage from a defense, can still get open for your quarterback. Because if they want to do the quick game and Mac doesn't have a guy to throw it to, what are you going to do? Well, and that's why I think camp has been really encouraging when it comes to Demario Douglas, because he has shown the ability against his own defense. But do you think he's going to be out there? I don't think we're going to see a lot of him out on offense. Uh, we'll see. I will say I, I hope so because I, I just I think they see something in this kid. Because they I wouldn't have held him out of preseason games. That's if they the weren't thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, much... I hope you're right, Joe. But, yeah. like, I just feel like I feel like Demario Douglas is only going to be on the field when they go with, like, three or four receiver sets. I think their base offense is going to be probably two receivers and two tight ends. Maybe. And and, and I don't think he's going to be one of those two receivers. So when you're in your base offense, do you have guys that can get open quickly? Yeah, right. I don't know that you do. Yeah. But maybe they pivot to that. Who knows? If, if, if Douglas shows that ability more and more, maybe they have to put him on the field. They, they, are, clearly, they are clearly encouraged by this kid because I think they see in camp he wasn't even – it wasn't like he was just getting open, Scott – at times, he wasn't being being touched in some of the competitive drills. And that's the thing. I think yep. they looked at it. I think it was wide-eyed. And that's why I'd like them to take more of a shot on featuring him. If, if, yeah. if he's that guy that can get open, let him And he can frustrate. If, if he frustrates the hell out of defenses like Julian Edelman used to, then you feel like that, that was when the Patriots' offense was successful. You know? And, and it opened things up for other guys. So, you know, we'll see. But Yeah, Troy Brown. You had Wes Welker. I know. You had Julian Edelman. Who's that next guy? Could be this guy. Well, I hope so. I, I, I hope wanna, they have him. I don't want to put too much on his shoulders, too, but I, I think they like this kid a lot. I do. And, I, and that's encouraging to me because if they're seeing it, we saw it in, in the limited time we did with practice. It's like, we'll see. That's why I'm, I'm so excited for tomorrow because we finally can stop talking about it. You get it. a texter from 401. Yeah. I truly believe three out of four AFC East teams will make the playoffs, and it's going to come down to the Patriots or the Dolphins. G- oh, as the being Dolphins. Third spot. Ooh, so okay. he's got the Jets in, surprisingly. Mm, interesting. We'll see. And you know, the, another texter, the Tariko Gaff paled in comparison to the ball washing of Collinsworth about Mahomes and the Chiefs. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, Mahomes deserves the praise that he gets. He's an all-timer. He's good. Well, and He's I, good. I, I, maybe I'm just immune to that because I just I'm used to that. You know, with with Collinsworth, um, I just the the on the spot the gaff with Tarigo. I'm just like didn't like it. Well, because I I expect better out of him, and I think he expects better out of himself. I'm telling you right now, if you if we called Mike Tarigo on the phone right now, 48 hours removed from the call or 36, whatever. I think he would look back at that and say, eh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. A lot of these big broadcasters will say that sometimes. Yep. Yep. You know? Like you know how you know how um Kevin Harlan, every time there's a streaker on the field, yeah. he does the play by play. Yeah. He's actually I've heard him say in person that he, he was embarrassed the first time he did that. Yeah. We all love it. And he's like, I I don't think it was a little unprofessional by me, whatever. Yeah. I'm like 
I don't know, heat of the moment. We all support him because we're like, yeah. it's funny. So <laughs> this man, <laughs> he's wearing a tutu. He's going down the 30, whatever it is. Like it's, you know, <laughs> that, that stuff is funny. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, our final thoughts. Uh, maybe we'll let uh, Joe give his Patriots and Super Bowl predictions. And uh, uh, maybe nice. we'll let Joe. Joe's do that. got his <laughs> producer's question of the week, and then I got you know a couple of other sports things, maybe unfootball related, we can get to. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, you're listening to Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.